Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio. I'm your host, Rose Jimenez, Reiki Master Teacher, Reiki Shihan, in three modalities, three different methods, excuse me, of Reiki. I would like to thank the founders of the Seika Network for giving me this wonderful opportunity each week to bring you this show, Violet Reiki Radio. And at Violet Reiki Radio, we talk about all things Reiki and things surrounding Reiki, its discovery, its roots, practice, and more. Reiki is universal life force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the causes of problems and knows what healing is necessary. Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing, an instantaneously conferred sacred potential for healing, protection, and spiritual development. For more information on Reiki, please visit my website, www.violetrosereiki.com. You can also send an email to me at rose at violetrosereiki.com. I gladly will answer any questions regarding Reiki, anything that you uh, might want to know about Reiki, if you'd like a more in-depth understanding about what Reiki is. I'd be glad to help you out there. You can also find me on Facebook and most social media as Violet Rose Reiki. I know I'm on, well, I am on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, Google Plus, and God only knows how many other social media venues there are because there are millions and gazillions of them, but I'm on most of the, the popular ones. Also, I'd like to let you know that on Facebook, I have a page called Reiki Ward, and Reiki Ward was brought forth and created to enable global distance healing for everyone all over the globe, all people everywhere, whoever needs this healing, 
you have access to a computer or any way to uh, get to Facebook, post your request for distance healing, Reiki healing, on the page called Reiki Ward, and we will get to it immediately. Uh, sometimes because of the time change, if you're in Europe and you post kind of late or early, and us being here in, in the West in uh, New York, we might get to it 12 hours later or the next day, but we, we will get to it uh, ASAP. And Reiki Ward does two to three rounds of healing every day at a minimum. And we also then, once we get your request and we post your request out there so that all of our practitioners on Reiki Ward can get to work on it. And now we have at least somewhere in the area more or less of 500 practitioners sending Reiki daily. Um, it goes on our crystal healing grid for 24-7 energy work and healing. So all you need to do is post your request, like a post on Reiki Ward, and we will get to it ASAP. This is for humans. This is for animals. Uh, if you'd like to go to Reiki Ward, you share the link with your friends, anyone that you know of who is in need of healing. The number here in the studio is 347-677-0699. And I encourage you all to give a call in tonight because our subject this evening I, I don't have a guest I'm sorry that I don't have a guest for you guys tonight but um, our subject tonight is caregivers Reiki and caregivers a loved one becomes chronically or terminally ill it's the primary caregiver that often becomes the silent sufferer experiencing a sense of exhaustion frustration hopelessness, and despair. And this has also come to be known as, we actually have a title here, it's known as caregiver burnout. And lots of times the caregivers themselves don't realize that what they're experiencing and what they have is indeed caregiver burnout. Because they just keep going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny Rabbit. What if there was a way to give a caregiver the ability to provide Reiki for themselves and their sick, injured, or dying loved one? It's been documented that Reiki can provide emotional and mental calm, stress reduction, and physical comfort and pain reduction to the people receiving it. Reiki can therefore support both the primary caregivers who care for their loved ones and the chronically or terminally ill patient. Having the ability to give Reiki to those who are chronically or terminally ill can empower the caregiver and relieve them of the feeling of helplessness, which can be common in such situations. Now, I find, and I don't see anything wrong, because everyone has their road in life. Everyone has their own path. And Reiki is such a beautiful, wonderful practice. And oftentimes people don't really see it for what it is because I will tell you there are plenty of people I've had students come to me for level one shodan training and attunement and it's fine and they've never gone beyond the level one and there's nothing wrong with it there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking a Reiki level one class and getting the level one attunement. And you might say, what happens in level one? Well, in level one, you get the history of Reiki, where it came from, who was the founder, who are the main uh, three people that brought, that enabled Reiki to come here to the West, most notably Mrs. Takata, who learned Reiki from 
Dr. Hayashi, who learned from the founder, Mikao Sui. You learn the principles and the precepts, the Reiki precepts. You learn who Mikao Usui was. You learn the hand positions for practice and protocol. You receive your Reiki Level 1 attunement. You learn everything about self-treatment. You receive an explanation of the chakras, nadis, meridians, energy fields of the body. You learn the hand positions and tips for using Reiki energy. And generally there is instruction and practice, many practice treatments, and you receive your level one certificate of completion. That's your basic Reiki level one class and attunement. So this would work for someone who just wants to do Reiki on themselves or a family member, relatives. So if you are a caregiver and if this is what you're doing, if this is what is absorbing most of your life or let's say 70% of your life or more, because having been there, I can tell you caregiving almost takes 90% of your life because it's a constant. There's really, for a caregiver, there are not many breaks, okay? And especially if you're a working caregiver, if you have a day job and you have to be in an office from 9 to 5 and you're out of your house at possibly 7 or 8 to get to the office for 9, so let's say your day starts at 7, and you don't get home until 7, and that's 12 hours already invested in a 24-hour day. And then when you get home at 7, you have your loved one there that you're taking care of, that you're caring for. Now, there is such a thing as you can have AIDS come in during the day and uh, experience, you know, have that experience as help. But anyone who's a caregiver, and I really hope some of you who are caregivers out there give me a call, Three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine, because they will tell you as I will tell you right now. It all sounds good in theory. Yes, I have an aide who comes in and and I'm getting help, and but it it really never works out smoothly. It's still an object of stress on the caregiver because if the aide calls in late or sick or just doesn't show up. That's a problem. That's stress. Again, on the caregiver. Because lots of times the people that we're giving care to, if they are dementia patients, if they are um, Alzheimer's patients, they're really not cognizant of what's going on with, you know, regarding their care. But the caregivers are. We're out. We're in the front lines. And um, it, it's very hard. So if a caregiver makes the decision to take a Reiki Level 1 class for themselves and to be able to care for the person that they're a caregiver for, their family member, it's a really great thing. And there's no need to feel that you need to progress and that you need to go to Level 2 or that you need to continue up the ladder, so they say, and get to become a Reiki master or get to become a Reiki master teacher. You know, I'm a Reiki master teacher in four methods, three or four methods of um, Reiki. I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought I'd be here or go to that level. I took Reiki for myself to experience it, to practice it, to use it. And... That's how the love affair with Reiki started. I found Reiki to be so wonderful, and I loved it so much that it was my commitment to myself that this was such a wonderful practice, such a wonderful modality, such a wonderful method of integrative medicine, and I wanted the entire world to know about it. So... That being said, um, 
I just decided to do the whole thing, and I ended up where I am today. And I enjoy giving Reiki sessions and, and helping people heal with Reiki. I enjoy very much teaching people about Reiki and spreading the word. It, it's wonderful. I truly, truly love my work and love Reiki. But not all people are called to do that. So if you feel Reiki is something you would like to do, learn, and practice for yourself, that's fine. Or for yourself and a family member, that's fine. Um, don't ever feel any pressure that, you know, you have to do, yeah, well, you're level one, you have to go to level two and, and, you know, um, all the rest. So Reiki, as I said, it's a daily practice. So if you're doing it to yourself, Reiki does help you to keep your energy levels at a good and and high level and helps you with not feeling tired because the energy that you lose doing the caregiving from stress because stress is very very draining um you can put back with the reiki and reiki for the person that you're taking care of also helps them because if they are most of people that are, you know, under someone's care, they're afraid because you're looking at now this person is experiencing loss of independence. They're experiencing confusion. They're experiencing fear. And um, it's really not a nice place to be. And, and none of us would really want to be there. So if there's anything that could help do away with the stress and the nervousness and the fear, and it would help, this is a wonderful thing to bring into your caregiving or make this part of your caregiving, um, especially those with dementia, because dementia patients are... They get confused really easily. And also for the caregiver, because depending on the day, depending on the um, what's going on, you can have some of your days of caregiving will go easily without any glitches, without any issues or problems and you're not stressed out and exhausted and just ready to throw in the towel and then there are some days that can be overly taxing and overly stressful and then at that point not only giving Reiki to yourself would be wonderful but giving it to the person you're caring for is a benefit because Reiki helps not only the person who is giving the Reiki, but it also helps the person who is receiving it. So if you're giving Reiki to the person that you're caring for, not only is that person getting the Reiki from you during that session, shall we say, but you are getting Reiki from just giving it. It just flows through you. So it's a wonderful, wonderful benefit for both, for both people. And that's what I love about Reiki, because not only does the practitioner do it or get it, the person that they're giving it to also gets it. So it's a wonderful thing. It's the same thing like Reiki helping cancer patients and with pain, with um, all other kinds of physical manifestations that come from that. Um, Reiki is very well known to help with cancer patients. I'm sure if any of you listen to the show on a 
regular basis, you know that I had on a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Sheldon Feldman from Columbia Presbyterian, who has Reiki Master in his operating room. And um, also, I had on Raven Keys, who is the Reiki Master that works in the operating room with Dr. Feldman. And they find it to be absolutely wonderful for patients who are undergoing surgery and prior to and after surgery. So, you know, in in the case of if you're helping somebody uh, with dementia or Alzheimer's, in that those cases, you know, memory problems, stress, confusion, bizarre behavior, uh, depression, because a lot of these patients get depressed, anxiety. These challenges all occur too often. And a gentle laying on of hands, as is done in Reiki, could give some real help to patients and caregivers alike. And research has shown that Reiki can be effective in addressing a number of the challenges dementia patients and their caregivers face every day. And dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever you, they're all, all people who have cognitive impairment. Um, Reiki and other touch therapies significantly aid dementia patients and their caregivers in several areas. One is an indication from published peer-reviewed research that Reiki can help people with mild cognitive impairment or mild Alzheimer's. Now, it's a shame that I learned Reiki after my mom uh, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and she lived with Alzheimer's for three years before she passed away, and ironically, the year after my mom passed away, I found Reiki. But you know, everything in the right time. But in one experiment, one group of patients received four weeks of Reiki treatment. A control group, and there's always a control group, received none. The Reiki recipients showed statistically significant increases in mental functioning, memory, and behavior after Reiki treatment. And I believe that study you could find under the name Crawford, Lever, and Mahoney, and it was done in 2006. Caregivers can administer Reiki at little or no cost, potentially reducing the need for medication and hospitalization. We've discussed how Reiki may reduce depression and anxiety. Stress most often is mentioned by those seeking Reiki treatments. Dementia is extremely stressful, and anxiety and depression often collide. Several studies have found Reiki provides biological indications of significant stress reduction as well as relaxation, a relaxation response. And if you'd like to look up that study, it's under the name Baldwin, Waggers, and Schwartz, and the study was done in 2008. Research also shows that Reiki can also help reduce depression and anxiety among people with chronic illnesses. Now, that study was done by Dressen and Singh, it's Dressen, D-R-E-S-S-I-N, and Singh, S-I-N-G-G. That was done in 1998. Both hands-on and distance Reiki, the latter performed non-locally without touch, were found to reduce depression significantly. And the effects lasted up to a year post-treatment. Chronic or periodic pain-inducing illnesses can co-occur in dementia patients. As the dementia progresses, 
it can become impossible for the patient to verbalize their pain. Instead, they may become agitated, withdrawn, aggressive, depressed, anxious, or show some sort of difficult behavior. Caregivers must figure out that the behavioral change results from untreated physical pain and then find the painful site and address it. Since Reiki has been shown to reduce pain, dementia patients with pain who undergo treatment might have both disorders addressed simultaneously. Reiki treatment often results in a state of calm relaxation. Whether pain or some other issue caused their agitation, Reiki can help calm down the dementia patients and make dealing with them easier for all involved in their care. Now, Reiki also, uh, as we said, Reiki also can help with what we're calling or what they've called caregiver burnout. The Reiki studies reviewed above apply to caregivers as well as patients. The Family Caregiver Alliance reports in general that 20% of family caregivers suffer from depression, twice at the rate of the general population. When it comes specifically to dementia caregivers, 41% of former caregivers of a spouse with Alzheimer's disease or another form of dementia experienced mild to severe depression up to three years after their spouse had died. In general, women caregivers experience depression at a higher rate than men. And it has been reported that the number of depression is one-third of primary caregivers during the period while they are caring for their loved ones with dementia. Now, nothing will depress a person faster than the feeling of helplessness, and especially when it comes to our loved ones, because no one likes to feel totally helpless in the first place in general, but no one likes to feel totally helpless to care for someone who has cared for them all their lives. It's upsetting. It's emotionally upsetting. It's emotionally draining. It's mentally upsetting and mentally draining. And we we will knock ourselves crazy, drive ourselves crazy, searching for a way to help and, and gain control and, and do whatever we can to help that person. But in situations such as these, control is out of our hands. There's no way we can control this. Um, and we need to come to terms with the fact that we can only do our best. Now, in all circumstances, we can only do our best. Truly, we never have any control. But in these situations, it's more heightened. It's more like in our face, like there's nothing you can do. And Coming, having that cross our mind often enough, there's nothing you can do, there's nothing to do, um, leads us into depression because of the feeling of helplessness. So the person that you're giving the care to feels helpless in their own way and with their own battles that they're fighting. We feel helpless and depressed because we feel that there's nothing we can do. However, we're losing sight of that we can only do our best. And we are, in doing our best, we are doing. Because we go, oh, my God, there's nothing I can do. Well, that's, that's a misstatement. Because if we're doing our best, we are doing something. No, we can't heal the person totally. We can't fix the person. We can't save the person. But that's not the same as there's nothing we can do. In doing our best, we are doing something, and that something is our best. 
Nurses are an excellent group to study when it comes to caregiver burnout and Reiki. Many nurses have added Reiki to their skills, and they are a population prone to burnout and passion fatigue. Now imagine it. I mean, these are people who work on a daily basis with lots of people who have lots of conditions, different conditions, who are totally dependent on these nurses. And, you know, talk about caregiver burnout, healer, caregiver, you know, stresses, what have you. Studies involving nurses, self-care, and we all need self-care, and we don't give ourselves enough of it, okay? Um, have demonstrated that Reiki can help prevent and heal caregiver stress and overwhelm. Nurses who have practiced Reiki on themselves reported that they chose to do so for daily stress management and self-healing, among other reasons. Perceived stress was also significantly reduced among nurses learning Reiki, though less so if they did not practice self-help Reiki. During the study, in a study of nurses with burnout syndrome, Reiki was found to provide a significant relaxation response. Now, it can be... I'm sorry. It can be challenging to return to warm, caring feelings following caregiver burnout. There was a study done which reported increased self-satisfaction with nurses' work and a returned ability to feel caring toward others. After the nurses had received Reiki training and used it both on themselves and others, and I believe this study is, it was by Brethovd, it's B-R-A-T-H-O-V-D-E, done in 2006, along with another study that was done by Whalen, W-H-E-L-A-N, and Machina, W-I-S-H-N-I-A, in 2003. Alzheimer's disease and related dementias cannot be cured. Unfortunately, people live for many years with the disease, which takes a huge toll on both them and their caregivers. As many effective tools as possible are needed to help manage Alzheimer's disease and related dementias and improve quality of life for everyone involved. Empowering family and professional dementia caregivers with Reiki skills can help meet many needs. For both patients and caregivers alike, calmness, improved moods, increased memory capability, reduced pain, and healing from caregiver burnout can be the help that so many have been waiting for. Now, there was something said tonight that I liked very much. I saw it on Facebook and... I posted it. It's involving rose quartz. You know, rose quartz is a gemstone that's used for self-love and love. What is self-love? And this is what all caregivers need. This is what all people need. Never mind just caregivers. But all people in general need. Most people don't really know. Why? Because we've been taught, and, and this is one thing we've been taught that we have to break away from. We've been taught that it's selfish to put ourselves first. I'm sure, you know, if, if we ever put ourselves first, we remember our parents saying, you know, no, that's selfish. Don't do that. That's selfish. But remember, when you travel any of you have traveled on an airplane, you will notice that the instructions, when they're telling you about the oxygen masks and what to do in case of a, a crash or a disaster or something, the very first thing your flight attendant will demonstrate to you and say to you is, in the event 
event of an emergency and this mask drops down, you are to put the mask on yourself first. When the mask is in place on yourself, on you, then you can go and help the person next to you or anyone else who needs help. But you must give the oxygen to yourself first. Now, you have to do this with energy work, with healing work, whatever, in order to have enough energy to give to anyone, you have to have the energy yourself. And same thing with you must be a full vessel in order to pour refreshment, energy, help, whatever you want to call it, the vessel has to be full first because if you are a typical, and, and this is almost, I call it typical because so many people in the healing profession, so many people practicing healing modalities, so many people in the service, those of us who know we are here to be of service to humankind and, and to be those who are out in the in the front of, you know, spiritual guiding and help and service. We need to have full vessels, but we run around like crazies oftentimes and lose sight of ourselves totally because this person needs help. That person needs me. This is a situation that I can help with. And as these things keep coming forward in front of our minds, in front of our faces, we're pushing ourselves on the side because we'll say, well, I wanted to do this for me, or I had to do my Reiki practice. I had to do my self-Reiki today, but John, Mary, Jack, Joe, Helen needs me now. I'll do mine later. And we do that constantly. I'll do this later. I'll do me later. I'll, you know, and what happens is if you do that and you have enough situations and people where you're going and you're helping and you're giving healing and you're giving Reiki, your energy levels are falling from 100% to 90 to 80 to 70 to 60 to 50. First, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're not loving and respecting and caring for yourself. Secondly, as much as you want to help the people around you, who you're doing this out of love and compassion and a feeling of being of service to them and helping them, you're doing them a disservice as well. Because if you're at 60%, well, that's what that person's getting. Or that person, if you're at 60%, that person may be receiving 50% of healing energy from you. Whereas if you were at 100%, they would receive 100%. So it all falls into if we, we think we're doing the right thing because we're avoiding that, that lesson that we got stuck inside our heads from way back when we were young and we're not being selfish. I think we have everything, everything changes with perception and, and the perspective. I mean, Right. If there you were a child and if you had an entire large bowl of candies and you're sitting there with this bowl in your lap and you're taking it, you're not letting anybody else dip into the bowl and, and have a piece. Well, yeah, then you're being selfish because, you know, children have a habit of doing that. They got something they really love and they want. It's mine. <laughs> the mind word comes out. But we're talking about candy here. Um, not when it comes to helping others and being compassionate towards others and helpful and just, just you know, giving of yourself and being of service. But again, we go back to if you're not 100% there and if you don't, um, if your tank's not 100% full, then you're going nowhere. As the song says, running on empty. And again, speaking of gas tanks and tanks, if you're running on fumes in your own car, okay, 
because some people have a habit of running on fumes. They don't fill their car until they know it's empty, and they know it's empty when they're stuck on the side of the road. Um, you know, if, if you if you tend to drive that way and you love to help people and you feel that you're you're calling to help people, well, if you're stuck on the side of the road because you ran out of gas because you didn't fill it up because you know you put everything else before filling up your car. Same analogy. You can't go help a friend if they call you and say, "Hey, I got a flat tire and I got to get to I got to get home to my baby. I got to get to my class. I got to get to my job. Whatever." You can't help because you have no gas. So helpers, helpers out there, those of you who love to help, who feel you're here to help, you have to be full first to help. So always check your your tank. Are you full of energy? Are you full of gas? You know, gasoline for your car. Are you, you know, are you full and vibrant and you got everything you need? Okay, great. You have oxygen? Good. Go help them. Go help someone by all means. Um, I'm going to take a brief break here for a sip of water, and I will be back. Hang on. The Heart Truth is a campaign sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to raise awareness about heart health. One thing that everyone can do to support heart health is to get moving. Health and fitness expert Dr. Pamela Peek says that small steps can lead to big benefits. Throughout the day, just get up and move more. Park your car in the farthest parking spot. Find any excuse to walk as you live your busy life. The key to heart health is regular physical activity and a balanced diet. I help get my patients educated and motivated to stay active every single day. That's why I'm behind the Heart Truth campaign and those who partnered with it, like Diet Coke. Join them this month as they work to educate, inspire, and motivate by visiting dietcoke.com slash hearttruth. This is Annie Lennox of Eurythmics for RAD. Please don't drink and drive. And don't drive if someone else has been drinking. Thank you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ristita De Jesus. And I'm Robert Deal. We're the founders of the Seika Network on Blog Talk Radio, and you're listening to Violet Reiki Radio. Packers. Vikings. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But when we live united, we make a real difference in the building blocks of life. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly so do our communities. Real change won't happen without you. Live United. So give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. We now return to Violet Reiki Radio with your host, Rose Jimenez. Okay, we are back. 
And let's see, going forward here, we were talking about nurses. We were talking about nurses with burnout syndrome. And, um, you know, it's a very difficult thing. But as we said, Reiki can help. Now, Western medicine focuses on restoring physical structure and function of the human body while often neglecting to address the emotional and spiritual issues that are associated with disease. The basis of energy medicine is the belief that disease of the physical body is a reflection or a manifestation of unresolved emotional, mental, or spiritual issues or traumas. We realize that when the emotional trauma associated with a physical condition is resolved, the patient benefits whether or not physical function is regained. In energy medicine, we view the human body as a physical core surrounded by concentric shells of energy. The structure is not unlike that of a set of Russian nesting dolls. The central core is the physical body. The physical body is divided into a series of major and minor energy centers known as chakras. Each chakra occupies a specific location in the human body. The chakra reflects the conditions of organs and glands in that area of the body. And after the chakras come the meridians and the nadis. These are all part of your entire body. The physical body is surrounded by the etheric or the energy body, which is composed of several layers. The layer closest to the physical body is an energetic layer known as the mental body. Still further out or up, lies the emotional body, and at the periphery of our being is our spiritual body. These layers are not fixed and rigid like our physical body. Their depth and breadth vary depending on our physical, mental, and emotional state at any given moment. When someone sees an aura, they are seeing a physical manifestation of an energy body. An imbalance in the mental, emotional, or spiritual level of this energy body, if left unresolved, may eventually manifest as physical disease. Likewise, a physical injury will result in changes in corresponding areas of the energy body and the appearance of the aura. The goal of energy medicine is to rebalance these energy shifts in order to promote healing of the body, mind, and spirit. And that is what Reiki is basically all about. It's about balance. If your body's off balance and areas of your body is out of balance, then we can't function 100% fully correctly the way we're supposed to. So restoring the balance is one of the first things we need to do, one of the best things that we can do. And healing sessions generally are composed of a gentle laying on of hands. And if the recipient's experiencing too much pain to be touched, the healer may work with his or her hands several inches above the physical body. There's no, you know, doing this, they're working in the etheric energy field. There's no law that says you must put your hands on a person when practicing Reiki. There are also methods for sending healing to people at a different location, as I announced at the beginning of the show. Uh, I have a page on Reiki Ward, I'm sorry, a page on Facebook that is called Reiki Ward. And at Reiki Ward, we do distance healing. We do global distance healing on a daily basis. And 
All you need to do is put a post up on Reiki Ward for yourself, a family member, a friend, and we'll get on that distance healing immediately. So, <clears throat> so besides bringing about physical relief, these treatments, whether in person or distant, help to relieve the recipient of emotional distress associated with their condition, mental, emotional, whatever it is, physical. And um, Reiki is one of the more common systems of hands-on healing used in the West today. And Reiki teachers and practitioners can now be found in every major city in the United States throughout most of the world. Groups of Reiki volunteers are affiliated with hospitals and cancer centers in most major cities. And as I said at the beginning of the show, we had uh, Dr. Feldman from Columbia Presbyteria on the show, and we had Raven Keys, who is his Reiki master working in the operating room with him. And also, it's a wonderful benefit that Raven is teaching medical Reiki to people who want to work in hospitals because there is a protocol, there is a decorum, there are certain things that need to be followed if you're working in a hospital with doctors and you're working in an operating room. So um, Raven also is, is doing this and, you know, if you want to contact her, she's on Facebook and she has her own website. I believe it's www.ravenkeys.com. Uh, and definitely take her course for medical Reiki if you are a Reiki practitioner. Um, because Reiki is more and more, we're seeing it being used in hospitals. And it's a wonderful thing. I mean, it's about time that the hospitals got with the Reiki and they are using it and uh, you can also, if you'd like to listen to Dr. Feldman's uh, interview that he had here with me on when he was my very special guest, you can look in the archives of this show. And this show this evening is also going to be going into the archives in about a half hour after this live broadcast. Um, Dr. Feldman's embracing of Reiki and helping promote Reiki and, and the wonderful work that Reiki does is just such a blessing for all of us who are Reiki practitioners because, um, you know, to have a champion like that who is helping us get the word out and actually using it and and he, he knows what it can do and he is working with it, it's just such a wonderful thing. I can't express how how wonderful it is. Um, so very quickly here, we're winding down um, as far as Reiki and benefiting caregivers and the people that they are giving care to. Um, it's it's just something to think about. If you want to just do level one uh, for yourself and maybe the people that you're taking care of, Um it would be a good thing because there are certain things in Reiki and exercises in Reiki, the um, the uh, meditations and the daily self-care and the daily self-treatment with Reiki that could be, not could be, but would definitely be very beneficial to the caregiver and the person you're giving care to. And um, it brings such obvious benefit and very quickly, I might add, to both. There's really no need to be stressed out and freaked out because you're you're helping someone, you know. And, and a lot of times the caregivers feel that they have nowhere to go and they don't know what to do, but... Um, you know, when you when you do Reiki, whether it's self treatment or even if you go for a Reiki session, you know, you'll come out of the, the session deeply refreshed and balanced and ready to continue serving. And it does away with that that burnout feeling, that feeling of I can't do it anymore. And sometimes, you know, when you when you get to the point where you feel I can't do it anymore, 
then you go from from being um, empathetic and that you can feel for the person and you know to becoming apathetic where you're at the point where you just you went from really giving a damn and caring so much to you just don't care anymore and you don't want to get to that you know um because caregivers have a huge responsibility and oftentimes 24 7 without a break taking care of you know someone and um this way the caregiver is more empowered when they when they've got Reiki behind it and they know they can turn to Reiki. I mean, I know people who most practitioners do Reiki twice a day in the morning. We do self-treatment in the morning when we wake up and we recite our Reiki precepts and we give ourselves self-treatment and at night before we go to bed. But there's no law that says you can't practice Reiki anytime during the day when you want to. I have a student who he'll do Reiki three or four times a day on himself. Whenever he feels that he needs to do Reiki, he needs a, a charge, he needs a recharge, um, or if he's in pain because he has quite a couple of different uh, things going on physically, he's got physical challenges. But whenever it hits him, when he feels he needs that Reiki, it's like, you know, he just plugs himself in, like rechargeable cars, he'll plug himself in, he plugs himself into Reiki and um, gives himself a Reiki treatment. So Reiki is something that um, once you've learned how to do it, you can do it. You just plug in any time for yourself or for anyone else who, you know, who needs it and do it. Recharge. Get that universal life force energy. Just, you know, drink it up like a malted milkshake. And, you know, it refills the energy. It rebalances you. It revives you. It revitalizes you. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. So, um, matter of fact, I think I have my student calling in now. Let's check in. I think this is him. Yes, yes Rose. <laughs> Good evening. Speaking of the devil and the horns come out, as they say. I of you, yes. Yes, I was listening to you, and I, of course, I went for a procedure today. I, I know if I spoke to you earlier, I had to go for some medical procedure and stick needles in me and electrodes, and they shocked me with a taser and all for neuropathy. But while I was on the table, I was doing Reiki to myself before the therapist came in and the doctor, and it went very smooth. Normally, it's a very, very painful procedure, but doing Reiki before the fact it helped a great deal, and it went very well. She said, you did very well, because it's a very, very painful procedure. I did feel some pain, obviously, but not as much as I would have had I not did Reiki. And as you commented, yes, when I'm not feeling good, as you well know, I do Reiki two, three, four times a day, self-treatment, and it has been a blessing in my life these last year or so. It's going to be almost a year or two years that I took Reiki one with you. I don't two remember years. exactly. Two However, <laughs> ever since I have, I have been doing self-reiki three and four times, especially in the winter, you know, I suffer badly with the, you know, lung breathing and all that stuff, the cold weather, but it has been a great, 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 um, you know, implement in my life and a modality of healing, although I did my own for years, meditation and psychic healing and all, but reiki has really been a great, great tool, and I've seen great results in my life, so I'm so appreciative that I decided to take reiki with you. And appreciative to the Ascendant Masters and to all of the great people that are involved in the Reiki movement. And I'd love to see everybody really get with it, and especially the medical uh, field as they're doing more and more of it. I think it would be the, a worldwide blessing to everyone. And I enjoy your show, and I'll let you continue, and uh, I'll listen to the end. And all right, bless great. you and Thanks keep up for, the good work. Thanks for calling. All You're right, welcome, darling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, sweetie. Yep. Uh, it was a good thing, and I'm very happy that Joseph uh, called in to uh, to back up my statement. A lot of people don't realize more than twice a day is fine. So um, I hope this helped a lot of people, especially a lot of caregivers, if you guys are listening. And thank you all for listening. People in the chat room, thank you so much for being here and listening. And like I said, feel free to click on the link uh, here. If you want to listen to the show in the archive or send that link to someone you know. And blessings to all of you. I wish you lots of love, light, and healing. Take care. And once again, thank you so much. Bye. Have a great weekend.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.